Hello, I am Bob Mooney. I am a Bible teacher in the local body of Christ, and I have been an interim pastor of a home church for a number of years. I hope you find these Bible lessons a blessing and of practical value. This is our second lesson in studying Psalm 139. Today we'll look at the second strophe, verses 7 through 12. But first, let's take a look back at our last lesson. And there we saw that David realized that he was seen by God and that God knows all about us, not just analytical knowledge, but it's a relationship. It's a relational knowledge that is only gained from intimacy. And, he, and we noted that he doesn't merely know what we think. He understands what we think. He knows the hidden motives and agendas that stand behind our thought processes. He knows what we think about people. He knows our motives as we talk to them and make promises to them. And he knows the path we take throughout the day, each pause and each detour. All of our communication is monitored by him. And he clearly knows us better than we know ourselves. And like a human father, God goes before us and behind us as his hand guides us. He is present in care and concern. And at the end of that strophe, David paused and he, I guess as we would put it today, he realized that this just blows his mind. He was so overwhelmed, he couldn't understand and couldn't fathom that God knew all about him. And indeed, he could not, and we cannot, apart from God's divine revelation, when we get quiet before him and allow him to minister to us in the quiet places of our heart. That's where our intimacy is gained. Well, in this second section, we're going to look at the second strophe, verses 7 through 12. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for the darkness is as light to you. Well, let's go back and look at these verse by verse, starting with verse 7. Where can I go from your spirit, and where can I flee from your presence? The word presence here literally means in front of, or in the face of. David's first response to God and being in God's presence is wonder. But his next response seems to be escape. David asks the question, Where can I flee from you, O God? The obvious answer here is nowhere. There's nowhere that David or you and I can run and flee from the presence of the Lord. Verse 8 if I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. 
And I, I want to take a moment to look at this word depths. In Hebrew, it means Sheol. And we'll look at that in a minute. But I also want to point out that in the King James Version, they use the word hell here. If I make my bed in hell. That really is not an accurate translation. And we'll see why in just a moment as we go through this. There is a difference between Sheol and hell. The following is an excerpt from the book Ancient Hebrew Dictionary. And they word it this way. The word Sheol was understood as the place where one goes when they die. Was this simply the grave one is buried in or a place one goes to after they die? This is a difficult question to answer as the Hebrew Bible never really defines Sheol. There is evidence, however, that they understood it to be more than just the grave. The ancient Hebrews did not know where or even what Sheol was. To them, it was an unknown place. The word Sheol literally means unknown. It should be noted that the ancient Hebrews never speculated on something unknown. It was simply not known and left at that. It is only the Greek mind that desires to know the unknown. It is our Greco-Roman Western mindset that needs to know where and what Sheol was or is. Sheol is a similar place to Hades in Greek, not hell. Hell is usually translated as Guiana and comes from the root word that means Valley of Hinnom. The Valley of Hinnom was the valley just outside of Jerusalem where the fires continually burn the garbage and the dead animal carcasses. Basically, it was a local dump where they burned their garbage. So hell in the Greek means eternal damnation. Basically, that's our concept of it. That's not what David is referring to here. As we'll see as we continue on this. Verses 9 and 10. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. No matter where we go, God will be there to lead us and guide us and direct us. He will protect us with his right hand. Literally, hand in Hebrew means power, strength, and assistance. The word guide literally means to lead and is often used in, of God governing men. It's also used in the sense of shepherding a flock. Here David is saying that your power, your strength, your assistance will lead me like a shepherd leads his flock to greener pastures, to still waters, and protection. Verse 11, if I say, surely the darkness will hide me, and the light become night around me. If David can't hide geographically, perhaps he can hide in the darkness. But verse 12, he goes on to say, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. Even the darkness is light to God. No, there's nowhere we can go that God cannot find us. 
Nowhere we can go that he has not been. Nowhere we can go that God has not created. The preacher commentary puts it this way. Once we are known by God, we cannot flee his presence. He is everywhere, and he will personally pursue us wherever we go. We will run into him at every turn. We cannot escape him in the darkness, even the darkness of our own souls. He is a jealous lover, and his love will not be denied. Now let's go back and look at the depths again. This gives us the picture that David tries to flee, even from his own soul. Literally, David had a lot of enemies in his life. Some he created on his own. Some he obtained because of his devotion to God. Saul chased him for many, day, for many days and years and months. Tried to kill him. Literally tried to kill him. David often lived a life on the run. And that's part of this. But there's also this section that refers to the depths of our own souls. What about us? Are there areas in our life where we try to run from God? Are there areas in our life where we try to hide from Him? Are there areas about us in our lives that the pain is just too hard for us to deal with at times? So what it, in what areas do we run from Him? There are often things we struggle with in life. What about areas in our lives where we've been hurt? God is already in all the areas of our lives. And He knows more about these situations than we ever will. Yet, still, we try and keep Him out. Why? Perhaps they're too painful and we don't want to deal with them. Perhaps we are too selfish and want our own way. Hurts and all. Perhaps it's stubborn pride, rebellion, or fear of change, or us saying to ourselves, this is the way I've always been. I'm comfortable with, with it, even though it's painful. We can always come up with an excuse, a justification for the things we do in life. We tend to compartmentalize our lives. We have different pockets. We put each area, and often there are times when we don't let God in, or more accurately, don't want to let him in. But see, we need to realize that he's already there. He won't take over our lives unless we let him. He wants to guide us. He wants to shepherd us. He wants to lead us into green pastures, still waters. And when we have difficult times, he wants us to realize that he is already there, working behind the scenes. Oftentimes, we don't even realize it. But even when we resist him, he's still there. We may not sense his presence, but his still calming peace and his love is still there to guide us. He still has this desire to be our shepherd, even though oftentimes we try to run from him. He's very patient. He is just waiting for us to acknowledge what he already knows. I hope you have been blessed by this message. I would love to hear from you. You can email me at rmooney at carolina.rr.com. And thank you for listening.